0: I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sunday. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassion and care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much food. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sardeg. We see a thousand churches Established in our lifetime. Today, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I see Pile Evangelium in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word this evening, that you minister to us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect. But I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak forth the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. As you sit down, tend to somebody, shake their hands, tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, tonight I am continuing on our subject, developing spiritual stamina. You know, this is part three. You know, developing what? Spiritual stamina. You know, stamina for uh, your spiritual well-being. You know, stamina for you being able to go far. Now, let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 7, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, it says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths, rather train yourself for godliness. Irreverent, sea limits, you know. He says, rather train yourself for godliness. You know, and uh, this morning, somebody I was speaking to somebody called campus and you know, came to church and said, you know, uh, we used to be, you know, uh, somewhere and and you know, but we felt sorry. Really you know, he said, you know, my wife has been called CFC Joburg for some time, but, you know, now I've been, you know, other places, but I felt that, you know, I am not growing, you know, spiritual, you know, uh, that you go to church, there are a lot of things that we are talking about, but there's nothing that is feeding me. You know, I'm not fed uh, spiritually. You know, so but says so ever since you know connected, you know, joined my wife and you know we came under the umbrella of CFC. You know, I I am growing. You know, I'm being fed spiritually, and then I I you know I then recall this that Apostle Theo always say you know, that when you are here on the pulpit, it says, feed the sheep, you know. When, when maybe uh, he asked me to go minister, you know, maybe come and minister, I always say, you know, please feed the sheep, you know. So, meaning that when you come here to minister, uh, you're coming here that people would receive the word of God we're not coming here to you know you know uh, to talk about a lot of things but at the end of the day people are not fed spiritual you know, why because what will give people strength is the word of God yeah. and so, that is why, you know, every opportunity that we have to speak the word, you don't play with it. Yeah. We speak the word, yeah. so it's the same thing here that Apostle Paul is telling Timothy. You know, Timothy was taking care of the church in Ephesus, and uh, you know there, I mean, people were it was an important city you know metropolitan city whereby uh, people were I mean, from africa it was like a, a junction a change train station a you know, park station near Jubequo, a, you know whereby trains come from every direction where they interchange so fs was like that you know, people from Africa would uh, board the ship, you know, come into Ephesus to do business with people maybe from, from Europe, you know, people from Asia, you know, people from Middle East, and so it was an important city. Yeah. And Paul spent two years in that city, yeah. and the whole city turned, miracles were happening. Uh, that uh, the power of God was was ministering. Uh, so uh, now, when he left, you know, some time later, Paul sent Timothy there. He Says, "You go and look after the church that is in that place." You know? So he was looking after. Timothy was looking after the church. So he tells him, oh, "There are a lot of things that are there." He says, "Don't entertain." Silly myths. And listen to, uh, he says, have nothing to irreverent, you know, or talks that are not respecting God, talks that are not promoting God, talks that are not having any spiritual significant spiritual impact you know and silly meets. so that's why you know uh i i i don't like uh you know talking about you know oh there was the you know a come, you know maybe we come to minister and we talk about oh you know i i saw this this thing and this thing means with this, you know, and this means uh, that, I don't know what example can I give, Yeah. You know, uh, that, yeah, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for, uh, it's not, it's, it's, it's uh, more than superficial, yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's more than it's, it's, it's allegory. It's what I am. It's the way that I'm looking. Allegory to allegorize everything. Yeah. Then you know Adam starts with A. A means this. <laughs> yeah. A has two pointers at the bottom. You know. Two pointers means this and that. You allegorize, you find spiritual, spiritual uh, meaning out of not ev- out of everything. You know nothing that has that is not saying that you allegorize. You know uh, everything. So that's why I don't like you know that uh, you know the moon and the stars have aligned. So this means that. Yeah. And eh, you know. So yeah, I, I I don't I I don't want to venture into that. You know. And eh, that's why I don't talk a lot about eh, that that you know, color blue it's royal. You know. And because I don't know, <coughs> you know. And uh, this color means that. So when Paul was wearing this, you know, it meant this. I prefer to explain what the Bible is explaining. I stay safe. If the Bible is not explaining that, I I am working on, you know, on soft ground. Chattered waters, yeah. I am, uh, I am on dangerous ground. So now, during that time, it was that situation uh, whereby people used to have meets. You see, Greek people, Greeks, eh, Greeks used to love. They love, you know. Uh, they love literature. They love myths. You know, they had their own own things. Yeah, and so Timothy was ministering along those. I mean, uh, in in those areas. Yeah, and so, and uh, and 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 when you when you read church history, you realize that the problem, the most, you know, the difficult thing. The first problem that the church has had was this: you know, people were allegorizing everything. You know, they were having means, you know, about this and and that. And so uh, now, in another places, uh, Paul talks about the uh, old women's tales. wives taids. you know, that do not have spiritual you know, anything. Yeah. It's like maybe <laughs> yeah. You see, that does not give life. But what gives life is what the word of God says. So, there must be the word of God. Apostle Theo will say, you know, maybe talk about it, says, you know, how, how much weight was in that preaching? How much weight was in that preaching? Because at times we have, you know, a preaching, exciting, but did you get the weight out of that? Yeah. And so, it's so much important that. In everything, we must get the weight. Yeah, so we are supposed to be trained in the word of God. You see, it's not about being excited, yeah, and then you you jump up and down and you're excited, but not receiving the weight. Because when after the service, you know you go home, the challenges are there. The excitement won't keep you. It is the weight that will keep you. Yeah. And so it's important really to always look at what is the weight saying? You know, what is the weight saying? You know, when I stand up here to minister, I need to share the weight. Uh, even maybe I share some stories, you know, and some incidences they must be backed up by the weight. Yeah. They must reveal the true meaning of what is happening. See, like this morning, we talked about uh, that the, the, the people, the Jews, now, in the last day of the feast, they would go to the pool of Siloam, collect water, bring it, pour it as an offering, give it to the priest who would pour it as an offering, and they would drink some. And all of that. So when Jesus stood up and talked, he was watching what people were doing, because this is what they would do on the last day of the feast. So he was watching what they were doing. And then I guess that Jesus was seeing that people are so much into activities. Of this and this, but they don't, they have forgotten or they have lost the meaning of why they are doing that. You know, that God was saying that they need to yearn and, and, and thirst for him. You know, but now they were just stuck with the activities. And so he comes up, Jesus, and says, if you are thirsty, come to me, you know, and drink. You will never be thirsty again. He was drawing people back to what is the meaning of that activity that they were doing. And now, under the New Testament, that's what we are into. That we need to now stick to what Christ has revealed. So you are safe when you have a scripture for what you are doing. It's always safe. I, you know, now and then people will come up with revelation. You know, this and that, and I'll always say, you know, what scripture, what scripture, you know, uh, affirms what you are talking about. So that, yeah, don't just tell me this is a revelation. If I don't have a scripture that backs up that, I should not take it yeah, because my life must be based on the word of God whether what I am doing uh, it's right or what I am doing is not right all of that must be based on the word of God exactly. and I remember one time somebody say you know wanted the church to be doing something you know, and uh, and then so I said no we can't you know you see we can go to the, to the extreme either extreme of being lenient, you know, moving away from the word by being on or being too strict, which is what the Jews were, were doing. Too strict more or less, they add their own laws. It's like you're you're overshooting the runway. And so we should stay within the runway of the Word of God. You know that the plane It lands on a on a runway, I yeah. guess. Oh, I used to uh, love the the video. It was a computer game at that, flying, eh? Yeah, yeah F nineteen, F, you know, fifteen. Yeah, I had those. game. Uh, computer, <laughs> you know, flying. Oh, I used to enjoy, you know, take off, you know, going to to bomb that, you know, you take off, take this bomb, take, take extra fuel here, you know, you fly. That's your target. Stay in lane. Hey, I used to. Come on, two D say. Anyway. Uh, So, the plane, when it comes to land, you see, on the the runway, there is, if this is the runway, there will be white lines here. So meaning, if you're flying the plane, the runway starts here, and also on the other side, there would be, uh, uh, you know, white lines or the runway and here. okay? So, when you land the plane, you have to land on the runway. You can, you, when you come and land before the runway, you're going to crash. And then at the same time, when you shoot the runway, you go beyond the runway, you land. Or maybe you land uh, towards the end whereby you don't have uh, enough distance to stop the plane. And so the plane will be moving right up until it goes off the runway. You have overshot the runway. So both are wrong. Are you with me? Both are uh, 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 dangerous. You have to land on the... Runway. You can also land on the side. Don't say, at least I'm close to the runway. No, you still crash. You must be on the runway. So, so also with the word of God, uh, we need to train ourselves that we stay on what the word of God says. We should not uh, be before the word, or after the weight. We must be on the weight. We should not also be on the side of the weight. Whatever we're doing, we might be excited about an idea, but let it be based on the Word of God. If the Word is not saying that, don't say it. If the Word, you know, it's not going that far, don't go that far. Stay within what the Word, you know, where the Word is. Start where the word starts. don't start before. Are you with me? So people can get off the weight by either being lenient you know or being overzealous. You know, both ways are wrong. We must stay within the weight of God. so this person you know say wanted us to do something you know. More like to punish, you know, somebody who had done, you know. You know, I don't want to reveal more, but it was something, you know, that, and and so, I said, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Then the person said that, so we are sinning against God if we are not, if if as a judge we are allowing this, you know. Then I asked the question. I said can you please give me a scripture that will be breaking by not doing that? If you give me a scripture, I'll be happy to do as you suggest. You know, which scripture will we, break will we be breaking? Yeah. And so he didn't have the scripture. So I said, well, we just stay within the word of God. You see, we need to speak where the word of God is speaking and be quiet where the word of God is quiet. Don't add your own thing. Are you with me? Now, uh, in interpretation of the Bible, in the laws of interpretation, they say, you know, don't under interpret or over interpret. So, if the word is not saying that, you know, uh, don't say it. Don't either under interpret or over interpret. So, we need to stay within the way. This is what the word is saying, you know, stay within the way. So now Apostle Paul is telling Timothy here, and he's saying to him that do nothing with irreverent. You know, things that are not promoting godliness. Yeah. Say stay away, have nothing to do with that. You know. And he says silly meats. You know, myth. You know, myth. A myth is what? Eh? The non-one. You know, it's something that you think it is, while well, it's not. It's a myth. Yeah. You know. And so he says, Radha, train yourself for godliness. You stay away from all of that, but you train yourself for godliness. Now, when you read the book of Timothy, both first and second Timothy, God, uh, uh, Paul is emphasizing that Timothy must stay in the word of God. says, also in your preaching, preach the way encourage people with the word of God. See, that is why we read the Bible every day, so that it can become our second nature, you know. By just reading the Bible, we're getting the word in us. See, it's good to read different books uh, about, you know, Christian work and, and all of that, but it's that thing should never replace reading the Bible itself. That's a, we're talking about the books here, good, good books, and you know, good word uh, which I, I highly recommend. But don't say, "Oh, I am reading this book, so therefore I won't be reading the Bible." That is not right. You, know, you need to have the word itself you read the Bible itself because the Bible is living it's living and so it will speak to your situation you will read you know maybe a scripture in the chapter that we are reading that day you know and then God will give you an answer that you need to do this You know, give you an answer on that and so we need to do that. He says, rather train yourself for godliness. You know, train yourself for godliness. So we need to train ourselves for godliness. Hallelujah. Let's go to uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Are you enjoying the Word of God? Yes. And so, now when you eat food, uh, what we, there there, are, there is protein, right? And what else? Eh? Vitamins and minerals. What else? Fat. There is fat, yeah. there is a good one and a bad one. Yeah. The good one and the bad one. Yeah. Carbohydrates, yeah. protein, you know, yeah. Yeah. all of that. So take one of them. Uh, let's say protein, right? So, what food would you need? Uh, where do you find protein? Meat, right? Yeah. So you you cook, you know, mince beans, you know, and and all of that. I just want us to take. We pick up just one. So meat, right? So you cook it, right? Now, when you cook it. If uh, you take a piece of made a piece of steak, you cook it. How do you love cooking it? Do you fry it? Do you put it in a pot, boil it? Do you grill it? You know. uh, How do you normally do it? You boil it. Okay. Okay. You boil it. So you boil it, put it in water, you boil it, and then from there you eat it when it's cooked. My question is, taking a steak, putting it in a pot, pouring water, you cook it, and then from there you eat it. Is it how we do it? All right. Do we? do it with putting in some things we put salt we season it yeah. different uh, spices right so now why do we why 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 do we season it so that it can be palatable yes yeah? what's that? Guess what's English? Guess what's English? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? It's nice in your. Know. Oh, it's tantalizing your palate. Guess <laughs> what's English? It's a deep thing. <laughs> now, the question is. Uh, If I get one, it's taking a steak, putting it in a a pot, pour water, boil it, and then dish out. The other one is taking a steak, pouring it, I mean putting it in a pot, pour water, put spices on that, taking it out. When when, uh, two pieces of meat are there. When you eat, either you eat this one or you eat that one. My question is, will you be getting protein from both? You will be getting protein. But what would be the difference between the two? The taste. taste. So this one will put smile on your face. (laughs) Eh? The one that is spiced. It will put smile on your face. You will be enjoying it because it has some. It's palatable. Eh? It's palatable. <laughs> eh? You see? Eh? You're enjoying it, Eh? you, Eh? This one, uh, you might you might not even finish it. Uh, you just eat it because you are eh? you are you are eating it for the sake of eating, just to complete it, you know. But it's not palatable. You know this one. So now. Uh, so you see, with the word of God, it's like that. Yeah, when we, we share stories, we are putting spice on the word so that it can be yeah. We are putting flavor yeah so that it can be palatable. Even, so that you can enjoy it, you know, uh, so that you can put a smile on your face. So uh, it is not just raw, you know, well cooked, but it's palatable. So now, if I say, you know, hey, I love these spices, I am putting a lot, and now my will that be doing good to your body? No, you are overdoing it.? Yeah. Eh? Everything in excess is bad. Yeah. So So our preaching, we must make sure,, Jorge, we don't dish out small pieces with a lot of spices. You find that the meat is being lost in a lot of spices. Because you will be getting few little proteins, if any, at all. So we need to make sure that the main thing is the main thing. The spices you know, are not the main thing. They are there to help the, you know, the real, the main thing, the meat. But the main thing is the meat. The meat must be there. So, also with the word of God, that's how it should be. Uh, that the word must be there. Even when we come up with stories, I tell you about palatable, I told, I tell you about this, you know, but we should never lose focus on the weight. Because you see, the the spices and everything will help you outside to remember. You know, but the main thing that will be needed is not the spices that will do the job out there. It is the weight that will do the way the work outside. So now the word of God says that, you know, we need to be trained in godliness. We are getting trained in godliness by the word of God. Yeah. By the word of God. So, have you found Titus 2, verse 11? It says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Now, look at verse 12. Training us. eh? The grace of God is doing what? Training us to renounce, eh? to reject, to do away with ungodliness and worldly passions. And not only that, and to live. It's training us to live self control upright and godly lives in the present age. Yeah. So it's training us. The grace of God has appeared to all. Yeah. And has come. And that a uh, grace is from the word of God. It's training us. So when you are in you're doing the things of God, you're Reading the Bible, you're, you know, doing that. It's training you, you know, to renounce ungodliness. Yeah, that you do away with ungodliness, things that are not godly. You do away with them, uh, worldly passions, things that are not drawing you to God. You do away with them, you know, and uh, it's training us to leave self. Controlled. Upright. And godly lives. In the present age. In this age that we are living in. That the word of God is training us. That. uh, You can do. You can do it. You can succeed in godliness you can live a a godly life even in the in in the ungodly environment that we find ourselves in so we cannot be overcome by situations because the word of god the grace of god that has appeared is able to train us yeah so When we engage the grace of God, we engage the word of God, then by so doing, we are being trained in godliness. Are you with me? And so that is building, that training, training in godliness is building your spiritual stamina. It's helping you in your walk with God. You find yourself growing in God, yeah. and and you know, and that is important. That's why I'm always, you know, uh, concerned and you know, always checking. Also, when I preach, I I observe, you know, what is happening to check are people receiving. You know, at times, I'll be speaking and then I realize people are lost. Or people are not following me. I will back up a bit. Maybe come up with a story. Then the eyes will come up. Yeah. I'm putting a spice. You know, because I'm dishing out this meat, but they are not getting it. They are not liking it. The face is mm. So I put a spice. Yeah. And then it's the same meat. And say, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Now their faces like, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. And so, so, uh, when I minister, always I I scan, I scan through the people. That's why after the service, I can tell you who was sitting where, you know, because I see what's happening. You know, I am observant. And so, and, and I, get, I get so irritated and I get so disturbed when I am sharing the word and then somebody's been distracted or is sleeping. I get so irritated. And, and, and why? Because I'm looking at this and say, the devil is stealing the word from this person. I'm busy dishing out a protein meat here and the person is sleeping. Everybody else is eating, enjoying. It's a buffet. They are enjoying <laughs> Mariana Papa. And so and so the issue, the purpose of preaching is not to make noise. But is that people will receive. So when I come up here, I always check, are people receiving the word? You know, when I minister, are people receiving the word? Because if people are not receiving the word, then I have wasted all the time here. Because if they are not receiving the word, they're going to fall. Victims to the same problems that they have been having, but when they are receiving the word, I know that they are getting something. When they get out of this, they will be able to stand. To use the word to stand, hallelujah. And so, the word is training us. Yeah, and as we get trained in the word, we are exercising. You know, we are gaining, we are developing our spiritual stamina. You'll be able to run further because your stamina is carrying you. You You'll be able to do more because your stamina is carrying you. Hallelujah. May that be our portion in Jesus' name. Hallelujah you gain something from the Lord? Praise God. We thank God. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that even as we receive the way, that the word is settling in our hearts, the word is bearing fruit in our lives, that people will see that the word is working because we are being trained we're exercising and we're developing spiritual stamina thank you god for helping us in that in jesus name amen god bless you